In a recent online survey conducted by a group called Magnify Money, people with an investment account were asked about any investing regrets they had. It turns out that 77% did have a regret. That's a big percentage. Let's find out what those regrets are and how to avoid them. You are about to listen to an episode of Dolphin Financial Radio. Each week, co-hosts Dan and Tony will explore topics about finance and retirement. It's fun, informative, and most of all useful to those who are interested in retiring successfully. Now, let's begin the show. Hello and welcome to another Dolphin Financial Radio show with me, Dan Wendell. Alongside me today is Tony Shore. Tony, we're going to be talking about regrets. And you heard from my intro, 77% of investors have regrets. Now, I heard that. Wow. Before you break into your song and dance. Yeah, that's what I'm... The first thing, when you say regrets, I think we should play Frank Sinatra's My Way. You're going to do it your way? Is that what we're going to do? Regrets, I've had a few, but then again, too few to mention. I did what I had to do, Dan. (laughs) Well, we've done show about, I mean, because I'd say my goal as an investment advisor is to help people retire with increasing income and decreasing stress. And I would make a point that regrets are a big cause of stress. So I don't like to hear this. I don't like hearing this, that so many people have these regrets. Well, and here's the deal, Dan. You said this survey said... 77% of Americans regret not investing earlier. And when it comes to not investing earlier, once you reach a certain age, I think the number is a lot higher. Well, that's the Uh, title. I I didn't tell you that. You're cheating. You ran ahead. I said they have regrets. Their biggest regret is, you said it, not regret, not investing earlier. Ah, okay. Well, I think, I think that number is probably even higher in reality, but, uh, but yeah, I mean, everybody's, it's like the song says, uh, regrets. I've had a few. Everybody has regrets about certain things. But I like your point, and I think this is an important point you're making. Regrets cause stress. Yeah. If you regret doing something, and you remember what I told you when you first said, hey, here's what I want to do the show on, regrets, I immediately responded with, you mean that feeling people get after they buy a boat? <laughs> Buyer's remorse. Yeah. <laughs> Buyer's remorse or but remorse, regret, same, you know. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's that feeling people get after they buy a boat. Uh, I'm going to say after about three months of owning it, <laughs> they have the buyer's remorse. Some, some sooner. I have a friend that I could pick on right now, but I'm not going to call him out on it. Um, <laughs> he knows, though. He knows who he is. We just had well, this conversation. Well, and I, I, yeah, and I know it's it's the oldest line um, in the book, and everybody's heard it. But uh, the two best days in a boat owner's life are the day he buys it and the day he sells. It. <laughs> so the two happiest days, I should say, the two happiest days <laughs> in a boat owner's life. Well, so people have regrets about finances and about purchases. I know that. Well, let's talk about before we get into the details of it. Let me. Let me make a point here that I had to dig deep because I looked at this isn't a scientific study, so it's a little bit 
you have to be careful with it because they're trying to make a point, which is right. You should invest. But yeah. um, they asked people with investment accounts. So they didn't ask the average Joe off the street. They asked someone that actually has an investment account. So these are yeah, this only was a survey, right? The survey was only investors. So there's the, we're not talking to general public. We're talking people that actually have money to invest. What are they regretting? And um, so that when they asked them, what was interesting is 77% said they have regrets. Two out of three said that regrets are inevitable. So they were just like, yeah, you know, that's just, that's just table stakes. You're going to have regrets when you're investing. I thought that was interesting to note that you know, yeah. two thirds of the people said, yeah, you're going to have regrets when you, when you, invest. Yeah. it's like buying a boat. Yeah. I know I'm going to regret this, but I have to do it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, um, so what are these regrets? Let's look at this. And this is, um, like I said, magnify money. You can read the study if you want, but the biggest regrets all surround one big word, which is procrastination and not oh. investing sooner, really. Oh, and we've talked about procrastination before on the show. Yeah. Right. Well, I mean, you you kept trying to put it off, but we eventually talked about yeah, it. it. Took, <laughs> I think he used that joke on the when we did the show. I, I did. It's probably the third or fourth time. <laughs> yeah, I've been meaning to, to have this conversation with you, but I haven't. I've been putting it off. Um, procrastination is so let's look at the top three. So the top the number one investing regret. So we're not so we're not going to talk about boat ownership. We're not going to talk about buying that fancy car or, no. you know, taking that student loan out and getting a degree in something that's irrelevant. Um, we're talking about investing regrets. And so when, how dare you bring up art majors? Right. Oh, anyway, go ahead. So, didn't you say your your daughter is, or your something, your niece or something is doing? An no, art my my yeah, my nephew. Your nephew. He he got a he got a he got a degree from a very expensive school in pottery, uh, right? In, in philosophy. Oh, philosophy. But he worked. But he the, ended up, and guess what job he got out of pottery barn? Pottery barn. Yes. Bingo. <laughs> So yeah. those are bigger regrets. Maybe we'll do a show on those type. I think we yeah. did a show yeah. on those. That's that's a yeah. We probably did. But but what are we talking about here? We're not talking about buying boats or getting a degree in pottery or in philosophy. What are we talking? about? We're talking about? about investing and what do they regret about investing? So the top in investing regret was not saving for retirement sooner. And so what they did is they asked. They asked these people, uh, you know, like a thousand people, I think it was, and they gave them a list of all the regrets. So they, I don't think these people were pulling them out of a hat. They, they were looking at a list and saying, yeah, check this one, check this. So they can check multiples. And the most common one checked was not saving for retirement sooner, followed right. by not investing in stocks sooner. And then the third one was not purchasing a certain stock earlier. So all three of those were procrastination issues. Right. And the older, uh, the older, the people they talk to, uh, the more said they regretted it. So I think if you talk to people 55 plus, uh, they're almost, I mean, everyone I know in that age category would say, yeah, I regret not starting or saving more for retirement or starting sooner in saving. Yeah. I wish I would. I regret not saving more in general. Uh, and you ask my son who's 20, do you regret not starting saving yet for retirement? No. Well, I don't know. you know what I found interesting <laughs> in the survey? They said that 
it was across all generations. So 77% of millennials versus 76 of baby boomers. So the millennials oh, regret it even more. That's weird. And even 69% of Gen Z. What is Gen Z again? What I think, um, let me see if they have it listed here. If they talk about the ages, um, I think Gen Z is, is like, um, here we go. Gen Z is 18 to 22 year olds. How do you regret not doing something sooner at 18 to 22? Yeah, that's my son. He, he, he doesn't necessarily regret it yet because he can't, he's just at that point now. So I don't know about this survey to be honest, because I, I think the older people get the more they realize that they should have at least that that's the way it works for me. Well, the older I mean, people. If you asked me ten years ago, I'd go, yeah, maybe. And you ask me now, and I'm like, oh man, definitely regret not saving more earlier. But when you get to be a boomer, okay, boomer. When you get to be a boomer, <laughs> you've already <laughs> bought the boomer. boat and sold the boat, so you're like, you know what? <laughs> Can't get much worse than that. Do I really care about investing? Eh, I've had worse. That's true. Right? You might you might have a good point there. Honestly, the apathy of yeah. Of course I regret that, right? But um, the Gen Z, so you were talking to these 20-year-olds, 20, 20 right? I mean, how do they regret? You got to remember, they're asking people that actually own a investing account. So they're, you know, how many 20-year-olds do you know that have an investing account? Those people are more likely to say, yeah, I wish I would, did this when I was 10 instead of buy that pack of gum. You know, right. that maybe that's their philosophy there. Sure. But, um, yeah, they all have to do with, not getting in sooner across all the ages. So I guess it doesn't matter when you start, you're going to regret not doing it sooner. <laughs> yeah. Wow. That's a big letdown. Wow. Yeah, it is. That's, that's surprising to me, honestly. Um, I mean, it's not surprising. Everybody has regrets and it's easy to say, you wish you had more money now uh, and it started saving earlier. Yeah. I think most people would say yes. Well, they, they, they did ask the senior, the older crowd, you know, what would you say to younger Americans? And majority, the big one was um, start saving now. You know, it makes, yeah, you know, invest soon as possible. That was the big walk away. That was by far the biggest. Um, some other ones they said were prioritize retirement savings. 20% said that. Diversify, 7% said that. Don't don't invest based on emotions. 5% said that we've talked, we had shows on that, but 61% said start as soon as possible. So that's, yeah, that's, that's the, the message. Yep. That's the majority of people. And that's the message they want to pass down to right. younger generations. And, and that's what I'm saying. They know the baby boomers know, you know, my parents regret not saving more for retirement right now. I'll tell you that because of all their healthcare issues and costs. Right. They probably, you know, Oh, I'm not going to need my, my life's going to slow down. I'm not going to need to spend as much. Yeah, but healthcare and, and so they, they, but they also, those older people, generations of people, they know the power of compounding interest. They've seen it. They've actually lived it. So, yep. And we've done shows where it says, Hey, if you invest at 20 versus 30 versus 40 versus 50, and you could save a whole lot less in your twenties and come out ahead than the person saving a whole lot more in their fifties, just because time's on your side. So that's why we should invest now. That's why invest while you're young, invest as soon as possible because of those compounding returns is what you're saying. Absolutely. That's, that's the magic. Yeah. We talked, you yeah. know, long-term, that's what you want to do. Now, I don't know if you noticed this, Tony, there was a little, 
there was a little dig at financial advisors in here. Um, let's see if I can find it. Yeah, um, it. not using an investment advisor. So not calling Dan or not working with Dolphin Financial Group. Only 7% had that regret. So it was a low on the totem pole of regrets. Still there, huh. but not using investment advisor. And what I found, I dug deeper in that, and what they suggested was, sure, there was some that regretted, but those that did actually hire and use an investment advisor, they had higher regrets than those that didn't. So 59% of those that use an advisor said they have a, they wish they would have invested sooner. Whereas only 41% that didn't use an investment advisor said they wish they would have done sooner. And that's education. Uh, I mean, that's what working with an advisor does. It educates you so you can see, wow, I really could have, you know, this is what I've been missing out on. Whereas people who don't work with a, a good financial advisor like yourself, uh, sometimes they don't realize how much they're missing out and, and what they're doing to their financial picture. They will eventually. <laughs> it catches up with you. Uh, but if people are already working with a financial advisor, they see it's been laid out for them. You know, here's what can happen. You know, here's where you're at. Um, and here's where you'll need to be to get, you know, to live comfortably in retirement or to have that money you want to leave depending on their situation. So, uh, I think that's huge, but yeah, it's, you know, uh, 3% of baby boomers would advise, would advise young people to hire a financial advisor in this survey. So that didn't come up as much, but you know what? I think it's just as important as anything else here. And I just read a recent survey that said those who work with financial advisors typically on average end up with 4% more. Three, it was between three and five. It was closer to 4%. Uh, it can make a difference of 4% versus those who just work with, um, you know, a stockbroker or just invest in stocks or do it on their own. So there is there is definite advantage of working with a financial advisor. I gave you the opportunity to throw me under the bus here, and you didn't. You didn't take no. it. What is going nope. on? Did you not drink your coffee today? No, I see that. Oh, 3% of baby boomers said they'd advise people to work with a, young people to work with a financial advisor. But I'm, I'm saying uh, when I see that 3%, I'm like, hey, I want to at least increase my account by that much. Right. That's the, uh, that, and that's after and that's after any fees or costs involved. Right. That you that's can right. still see a three percent increase. So I think that's uh, really good, and in some many cases more depends on your situation, and it depends on how soon you start working with an advisor. Uh, that survey was not people who started young. That was the average, and I think people average start working with an advisor at, in the youngest. Most people start in their forties or fifties, but. You know, I know there are exceptions. I know you work with some young people. You work with uh, people who are already well into retirement. But the sooner you start, the better is the message here, right? That is the message. I, You know, the idea that those that use an advisor have more regrets, you're right. It's education. Ignorance is bliss, you know? You don't realize what you're missing, so you don't have regrets. But as soon as an advisor comes in and says, look at what you have been could have been doing all these years, I try not to beat up on people, but you yeah, know. you're like, holy cow! If I'd 
If I had talked to you before I filed for Social Security over my lifetime, I could have had up to $100,000 more. Right, right. In it, retirement, that's right. insane. And that's a lot of money. I mean, that's that's real money to you and I. Yeah. Man. And yeah. so the advice, you're right, start soon. Okay, Boomer, that's what they want. We'll start sooner. Now, <laughs> okay, Boomer. Um, let's talk about some tips. So that's the bottom line. And we're not going to yeah. beat a dead horse because everyone everyone's saying this. Oh, and all yep. across all ages, everyone knows, start sooner. But it's easier said yep. than done. It really is. Actually, it is pretty easy. And here's the tip. You got to automate it. I've talked about this before. If you are 20-something, now my audience are closer to retirement. So they might be listening saying, oh man, I wish, you know, they're probably saying, yeah, you're right. I wish I would have invested earlier. But you might have a kid or a grandkid. Get them to automate it. Have them take it from their paycheck. You know, they do the 401k matches. A lot of people do that. Get them to at least do what the match is. That's just common sense. But why not just add more? If they get a raise, keep the salary the same, but just take whatever the bonus is and add it to your retirement so you don't miss it. I find that if people don't miss it, that people, I find that people won't miss it when they just have it automatically deducted from the paycheck. When you get a paycheck, you get a hundred dollars a day in your pocket. You're like, Oh, I got this hundred dollars to spend. But if you only get $80 to spend and the other 20 goes in retirement, you're like, okay, I got $80 to spend. You don't think, Oh man, I got to get that out of my retirement and so forth. You just don't think about it that way. So if you can automate it and increase your contribution in your automatic, you know, savings account through your employer, that's the way to go. You might say, yep. I don't have yeah. an employer match. I don't have a company that gives me uh, anything. Well, then you can automate it yourself. Create an account yeah. online where you have an investing account like these people in the survey and automate it. Have it come 20 bucks a week out of your salary, out of your checking account. You could do that, right? Um, and if you yep. automate it, you won't miss it. It'll just be part of your life and you'll thank yourself later. And then you'll still say, I should have started sooner. <laughs> <laughs> yep. I say that all the time. Uh, and I think most people do. So, uh, but yeah, the tips on really how to do that, how to start investing, how to uh, make sure you're saving for retirement and for later on in life. And uh, you know, you got to look long term. I mean, people have different things. You, you want to save for that emergency fund. Uh, you have to do that. Uh, but this is long term saving where you really see it grow. You're earning interest on your interest on your interest on your interest. And you let that happen over time. You start in your 20s. Wow. I mean, that's huge. Yeah, it does. Compounding interest really helps. And I want to make one more point about the investment advisor or hiring a financial professional. When you're young, I could see why people are saying, yeah, you don't need an investment advisor. And I, I can get on that bandwagon because even though I'm an investment advisor, um, I think the financial advisor concept of what they're offering is skewed incorrectly. I think people think I'm going to hire an investment advisor and they're going to tell me how to invest my money. That's not the way it is anymore. I mean, that's the way it is for a lot of people and that's the way people still see it, but that's not what, what's important. I don't think you need to overthink this. As a 20, 30, even 40-year-old, you don't have to overthink how you're investing because if you if you do overthink, you usually get in your own way. So if you're one of these people that constantly are buying and selling and trading and overthinking it, maybe you hire an investment advisor to say, let them do it so that you don't get in your own way. But if you're just saving money in a 401k, you don't need an investment advisor 
to tell you how to invest. What you want to hire the advisor for is where the real value is, and that's in the financial planning part. That's in the decision-making, that the big decisions. Investing is becoming commoditized, Tony. Investment advisors of the past, the stockbrokers, the people that say, let's get the next stock tip or let's buy this mutual fund, they're going away. They're going away because it's become so commoditized that you, you can get it real cheap. The money yeah. that you spend to hire an advisor should be used to value the things such as, should I buy this house? Should I rent what should I do about student loans, my debts, credit management, um, just big life decisions. Yes, investing is part of that, how to invest and where to put your money as you get closer to retirement, that kind of thing, which is where I specialize. But the actual buying and selling of stocks or bonds or mutual funds, that's not as important anymore. And I think people are realizing it. Um, so if you're going to hire an advisor, hire them not for that, Hire them to help you with the big financial planning decisions. Yeah, there you go. I think that's great and good advice. Now, we're almost out of time for today's show. Dan, is there anything else you want to add before we go? Yeah, the key is start early. Start early, put as much as you can in, buy cheap funds that are long-term, that follow the market. Don't try and be a stock picker. Don't try and time the market. Just invest for the long-term because that's what's going to help you in the end. If you start becoming... Uh, you, you start facing difficult financial decisions to start facing some new issues that you didn't have to deal with before. That's when you bring in the pro. But bottom line, and 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 don't regret it. You're going to regret it. Actually, let's just say that we agree that you're going to regret not saving early. Because <laughs> we agree, all, everyone's going to regret. That. I think I think the um, I think the saying is the best the best time to plant a tree is 20 years ago. The second best time is today. And that's very cliche, but when it comes to this topic that we talk about today, that's that's the way to do it. You can't regret yep. not planting the tree because it's too late. And if you did plant a tree five years ago, you said, oh, I wish I would have done it 10 years ago. It's always yeah. going to be, a, you could have done it earlier. Yep. So, and one last point before we go, if you have grandkids and you're thinking about saving for them, invest for them. Open an account, put it in some stocks, put it in the S&P 500 and let it go. And just don't think about it better than uh, putting in a save, savings account, you know. Well, yeah. <laughs> or a CD these or a days. CD, right. So, anyway, yep. um thanks Tony. Um thanks yep. for not throwing me under the bus when we you had an opportunity. I would have <laughs> I was going to shoot you down. I had my defense ready, but you just went with on my side. Thank you for being nice oh, yeah. today. Well, for sure, yeah. <laughs> I think the message is save early, save often. Exactly. Right. In a voting year. We all know that. Save early, save often or vote early, <laughs> vote early, vote often. Well, Dan, great show today. And listeners, uh, before we go, though, let our listeners know how they can get a hold of you. Give that phone number and web address one yeah. more time. Go to dolphinfinancialgroup.com. All of our past podcasts are going up there, blog posts, everything. You can get a whole lot of information. Dolphinfinancialgroup.com. Or if you want to actually talk to me about it, easy. 888-508-593. Thanks, Tony, for a great show. The topics on this show are wide-ranging, yet relevant to people approaching or living in retirement, like me. If there is a topic you want to hear on the show, head to dolphinfinancialgroup.com and contact Dan to request your topic or to share your opinion. 
Dan Mundell or Dolphin Financial Group are not affiliated or endorsed by Social Security or any government agency. Everything discussed on today's show was for informational purpose only. Since everyone's situation is different, some things may not apply to you. The materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources. We cannot be 100% certain that they are accurate. You should really talk to my dad or someone from Dolphin Financial Group before trying to implement these ideas or strategies.